After multiple years of unsuccessful efforts to adopt a law that would reduce packaging waste in New York, Democratic state lawmakers are gearing up to take another stab at passing some sort of extended producer responsibility bill during the 2024 legislative session and held a hearing this fall on the issue. To discuss what was learned at the hearing and how it might inform future legislation, we're joined by State Senate Environmental Conservation Committee Chair Pete Harcum, a Westchester County Democrat who co-chaired the recent hearing. Welcome back to the show, Senator. Thanks so much for having me. Well, for years now, there have been various ideas kicking around Albany that would shift the responsibility of recycling packing uh, materials to the initial manufacturer and add uh, incentives uh, for manufacturers to essentially utilize less packaging moving forward. So was your recent hearing just about honing the legislation that you and your assembly counterpart have been working on, or were there specific big questions that you had going into this? No, I I think it was more the former. Uh, Chair Glick and I spent a lot of last year meeting with stakeholders, and we came out with a revised bill at the end of session, and then we've been meeting again with stakeholders. And so this hearing, I think, was more in terms of how can we fine-tune? You know, one of the things you had said earlier that there had been efforts in the past, and there were, the problem was the Senate and the Assembly always took divergent paths. And Chair Glick and I made it a point to find points of compromise where we could have one bill and move one bill. And that's why we think we've got a good shot this year. So this issue is something that environmentalists care about. It's also something that business interests care about. And I want to first talk about this issue through the lens of the environmental concerns. You heard from a panel of environmental advocates. What suggestions, if any, did they have for you uh, on the bill? Well, it's an important issue from an environmental standpoint because of uh, the contribution of climate change, the methane from the landfill, uh, the air polluting emissions from incinerators, the diesel soot from from trucking it. So they're very, very concerned, as well as the the production of, of plastic. One of the things that we heard from the environmental community was that we need to consider putting paper back in. We heard from one municipal waste processor that paper is 65% of their waste. And one of the reasons we're doing this also is because taxpayers and municipalities are getting footed with the bill for all this additional waste based on the additional packaging. So there are environmental reasons to do it, and they're also cost-saving for the taxpayers. And when we talk about packaging, whether it's paper or, or plastic, what types of packaging are we thinking about? Is this for anything that we might buy, or is it for certain consumer goods? I mean, how should we think about the scope of this issue? This is a very broad scope. You know, what's not covered under this are uh, companies under a million dollars or companies that produce less than a ton of packaging a year or anything covered under the bottle bill. So that would be soda cans, soda bottles, water bottles, things like that. There was also, as you know, a hearing on expanding the bottle bill, and that would take into account wine and liquor and sugared waters and and energy drinks, things like that. So, you know, that's also something that needs to be fine-tuned, but it really is is a very broad swath of packaging, including packaging for things like washing machines, dryers, appliances, really any packaging that, that touches the consumer. 
Well, then turning to the other side of this equation, the business interests, uh, you noted during the hearing that you've tried to be responsive to the concerns of businesses, noting that you put in a process to apply for waivers uh, on certain projects. What other requests, if any, did the business community have this time around? You know, it's interesting because I, I think at this point, because we did address a lot of their concerns, as as you mentioned, we we put in waivers, we put in a five-year look back, we put in FDA preemption uh, so that no food or ag packaging that is under FDA requirements would be preempted by this law. We protected the contracts or the waste carters. So we really, in this version, I think answered a lot of their concerns, maybe not with the specific language individual companies would have wanted, but I, I think in a broad way, we we did that. And I think what we saw at this point, they were really now just trying to slow the process down. You know, we we heard them talk about going back for more study, but that's also in the law. There's there's a two-year study process from the, the producer responsibility organization, another year to get everything up and running. So by the time this law is fully implemented, it's 15 years, which we think is is more than reasonable to hit the targets. One of the critiques of versions of the extended producer responsibility bill that have circulated in Albany in the past was this idea that the business interests had too much say in crafting a program moving forward. When you think about uh, the right balance, what does that look like in terms of input from the actual businesses that are responsible for creating products that consumers can use and, and want? Well, business input is important, and that's why we we have a producer responsibility organization like other states do. But the final say goes to DEC. DEC is charged by law with overseeing waste collection in New York State, so they should be the final arbiter. And we kind of had that model with the Climate Action Plan, the the Climate uh, Action Council, many of whom are outside of government, came up with, with a plan but it was ultimately up to government to then approve and implement the plan. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the state's role in a system like this. But first, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. We're talking with State Senator Pete Harcum, a Westchester County Democrat who chairs the Chamber's Environmental Conservation Committee. And we're talking about legislative efforts to reduce future packaging waste in New York. One of the things that you talked with the Hochul administration about during the hearing was how many more staff they might need to implement something like this. So what is your sense of the additional need for personnel to successfully implement something like this? And where would the money come from to pay that staff? Well, the money would come from the producer responsibility organization through the fees that they collect to run the program. I I thought the DEC's comments were a bit off kilter, saying it would need 66 folks. Essentially, what they were saying was they would have to be the surrogate producer responsibility organization. And Chair Glick and I see it very, very differently. Their role is oversight, approval, and enforcement, not to do the actual work. Um, so I think they were they were way off base with 66. Um, their plan has six people. That's far too few. You know, history tells us what can happen in the waste business when you don't have uh, eyes on. So I, I think we we do need 
This is a big, big part of New York's economy. We need to get it right, and we need to have enough eyeballs and boots on the ground during this process to make sure we get it right. So thinking about products that can't be recycled through traditional means right now, there's a push for chemical recycling, which the industry calls uh, advanced recycling. Is that something you see in New York's future based on the technology that's out there now and the cost structure that's out there now? I am open to new technologies, and I I think the law um, achieving the goals depends on new technologies. I am not convinced yet that the technology is necessarily there in a, a scalable way that would be a solution. I think Chair Glick and I still view reduction of plastic and and changing the way we use plastic to reuse and refill. It's not that you're getting rid of plastic entirely, but it's it's moving away from single-use plastic to reusable plastic. I, I will share with you, I, I was invited um, uh, graciously by the Chemistry Council to visit an advanced recycling facility, which I did. I went down to Baytown, Texas, outside of Houston. Um, the The problem is that the heat is generated. This this was built into the fabric of an oil refinery, one of the largest in the country. Um, and so the heat that they use in the process is generated from the refining of oil. And in this case, the coke, the dirtiest part of the oil, And as you know, New York's law and policy are to decarbonize our economy. So to be using plastics that are um, intricately linked to the creation of fossil fuels and fossil fuel products really runs against New York state law. So that's not to say they're all like that, but that was my experience at that one facility. Well, finally, when you think about the goals of something like this, is it primarily to reduce the cost to municipalities that are currently responsible for the recycling of this packaging? Or is the goal primarily to reduce the amount of waste that we're seeing and costs should be secondary? Well, it's it's all of the above. But which are you prioritizing? Well, I'll give you the four goals that I'm prioritizing. <laughs> Um, there are four that, that are, are equal. One is to reduce the packaging waste. Two is to improve recycling and recycling infrastructure. Three is to financially support municipal recycling programs. And the fourth is to reduce toxins in packaging, which we haven't talked about, but that's a big part of it as well. And right now, what do you see as the path forward for this bill in, in 2024? Is it something that needs to get done in the context of the budget? Or is there a future where it can pass as a standalone bill during an election year? You know, I, I think I think that that's something that we'll have to take up as we get closer to session. You know, we'll also have to see whether we want to make some tweaks. Um, you know, one one of the things we heard was that the the million dollar threshold may be too low for ag because their margins are so low. Mm. Um, so that was one of the tweaks, you know, that we might need to make. Um, but we'll, you know, how the sausage is made, we'll talk about when we get closer. I'm not worried about doing this in an election year because this this will save taxpayers a lot of money. Um, estimate New York City, 150 million, the rest of the state, 100 million 
could go as high as 400 million. So this is good for taxpayers. It's good for the environment um, and it's good for our health. Well, we've been speaking with Senate Environmental Conservation Committee Chair Pete Harcum. He is a Westchester County Democrat. Senator, thank you so much for making the time. Thank you so much for having me. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.